So we have uh, two weeks from Wednesday would be the next podcast, and we'll talk about everything. So we'll talk about shit now. Okay. We're talking about the interview. We got the interview. And then they, like, I don't know, we'll go from there. That's fine. We're not, we're all about, this is the only time we ever planned anything, was the Roger Klein interview. It was successful. Yeah, but, but this is like another podcast, right? About the interview. It's not going to be part of the interview. It's not going to be on yeah, the front of the interview. What we're doing right now is going to be part the of the interview. No, because be when we said it to Buffalo News, they're used to our podcast. We're usually talking around BSing, so it should be representative of our podcast. Really? I, know. I thought we should just have the interview stand on its own. Maybe it could just be 10 minutes longer, you know, of us BSing. I mean, it's kind of fun that we can... Yeah, that's what we're all about. All right, all right. To kind yeah, of turn exactly. them on to our show. Just because be more people. More schmo. <laughs> <laughs> Come from no, I'm just saying. I'm just Everybody loves Schmo. <laughs> Except people related to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I know myself the most. Okay, well, guys. Hi, it's Mickey. I play Mickey on Internet's Wasting Away on the North Coast Netcast Podcast Audio Cast. Uh, as you just heard, we were a bit unsure how to handle all the material recorded for episode 37. We recorded so much after the interview with Roger Klein that we decided to release this here bonus podcast, a kind of disc two, the special features disc in our big Roger Klein special edition DVD box set. We've got some deleted and extended scenes, and I guess this qualifies as the commentary track. In the first, well, it's the second, since you just heard the first one, the, the second deleted scene requires a bit of explanation. Mike took the precaution of moving all his house phones upstairs so they wouldn't ring while we were recording, but sure enough, the phone rang right in the middle of his section of the interview. I don't think you can actually hear the ringing in the interview, but it was loud enough to distract him, and that's what he's talking about as this clip begins. And I think monster refers to the monster energy drink. No, I'm like I don't need monster. I'm that like yeah. It's like you had a monster. Yeah, Roger Klein interviews are like monster. On a couple of occasions, I was kind of like almost like deer in the headlights. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck, we're talking Roger Klein. <laughs> when he's, the phone was ringing, you went like, um, yeah, that's okay. Uh, and then you got it back. Yeah. You know, but you went away for a bit. <laughs> You're probably thinking phones ringing. I'm trying to talk to Roger. God damn it, the phone's ringing. <laughs> damn it, the phone. What should I do? Should I do? Should I do? Shut off, should I leave? Should I run out of the other room? I don't know what to do. Uh, <laughs> I know. You got a bag right away, it's no big deal. You got you to hand it to me, though, for having the foresight to get those things the hell out of here anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. Yeah. I just told you to take them off the hook. I didn't yeah, think we might have to take off the hook so we wouldn't hear the ring. Yeah. By the way, if you'd have done what I told you, <laughs> yeah. you would have heard the ring. But I kind of doubt that it's going to happen. This next cut qualifies as this week's album review as the boys discuss the Roger Klein CD, Sonoran Hope and Madness. I didn't get a response I mean, because there's guys on there all the time, albums. every minute of the day, talking about how Americano and No More Beautiful World suck. You know, no, that's just wrong. Well, there's a, there's a camp out there that the only thing good they one can't get past they, Fizzy they Fuzzy. Like, yeah. They want everything to be like well, How did they like Fizzy Fuzzy and Honky Tonk Union? What? It's weird. Yeah. And Sonoran Hoping Man. Is All three of those strange. are so different. Like, yeah. now, because I've had my first 24 hours on those albums now. And that that Serrano Hope and Madness, what does that mean, by the way? What is Sonoran it? Desert. Sonoran. Because Nada's like bass there, right? He's driving across the, the 
Mexican desert. Yeah. So you guys also had filming in too the Ashes of San Miguel, Saint Michael, Michael O'Hare or O'Hara, but I think it's O'Hare yeah. was his best friend. He actually played with. Him. He was a musician. He right, was there. Guys talk he was about there. That. Right. He was there. The Mekong story is him and Michael in the in the bar. Michael and uh, they went to Taipei together. They, they went and taught. They got like substitute teaching jobs or something, and uh, and stayed in some really weird place. And then everything. And also, he he might have. I have a feeling he worked with Roger something like on the ranch too and stuff. They were just best friends. And he died of cystic fibrosis. So that's taken his ashes, I guess, to say mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. or or Jesus. he took his ashes somewhere. Hermosillo. Yeah. Hermosillo. Mexico. And he's going to spread his ashes, I guess. And he's taken, I imagine, the Land Cruiser. And that whole album has such an interesting sound. Yeah, it has to be. Like, from start to finish, like, like there's no... Well, that album, yeah, and they, like, record it live. It, there's and, really no ebb and flow. It's consistent, like, with the sound. Yeah, they, they made a point of, the, more than other albums, I think, that one was really recorded live, live. And Scotty Johnson's on the album, but he's like... A special guest, like he was leaving the group to go back with the Gin Blossoms, but he recorded it with them. And then when they toured with it, it was like without him, I think. Okay, cause so you have three guitarists and they're playing like live, and they have the nylon string guitar, which is like the Mexican sounding thing, you know, that Sonoran Hope and Madness, which you'll never hear that way live. It's it's different live. I that wasn't a first listen, fall in love with album for me. Americano and No More Beautiful World hit me right away. Those were, I mean, just instantly. And then every live album to me, and that's where you guys had hooked me with the live albums to begin with. And then that album, see, this is for another podcast. So. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, finish your thought. <laughs> and, but that album, it was about my probably my fourth listen to before I, I said, this is good. You know? in, the, in the last 20, 36 hours. Yeah. Uh, the uh, it's a it's it's a good album and yeah it took me a lot of it took me listens listens and all of a sudden I didn't want to hear listen and, to anything else but that album and what I need for whole week I need the next cut is another one of our tequila taste tests back in episode thirty Schmo told us his plans for a mint tequila with vanilla and mint he's had it steeping since then or whatever you call it and he decanted it that weekend or whatever you call it for our taste test incidentally the audio changes midway through. This is just me switching from external microphones to our recorder's internal microphones. You know, it wasn't, I don't know, that there was always that hint of doubt in there that, like, you know, this is not going to even happen. You know, great. I was afraid he, would never, he wouldn't call it because yeah. something weird happened. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. said there was a storm and all that yeah. stuff. But that was, But he did. that's he between Minnesota and Iowa, though. He's, and he yeah, was eating I mean, dinner. He, he was getting his dinner. Did you hear him say that again? Oh, yeah. yeah, so thank you. And he was drinking tea because he yeah. was for his throat. Yeah. So somebody was giving. Like, I'm going to start drinking. Drink. Well, I just drank tea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start yeah, drinking tea. tea. Yeah. I'm drinking twisted tea. Is that good? And I'm going to start drinking tequila. Yeah. <laughs> that starts with tea. Cabo Wabo. Cabo Wabo represents Gold or color, We've not silver, not blanco. We've got that information right from Navo the man himself, and he said it directly to us. Mm -hmm. I, that was a great question, and he's never—I've never heard him answer. You know, like yeah, I've heard of the exact his Mexican moonshine stuff. I've heard, but not in a while. But I heard on some older interviews all that. Yeah, but did you hear that? But he his, still has no specific answers. No, but his focus is is more environmental. Right, he's not going to do any business with any 
distiller or or right. manufacturer that is not environmentally conscious yeah. is not going to do it. Right. No worms. So the thing is, <laughs> any uh, no cacti were an, an, knocked an, over. An aho is like two years of aging. That's why I said like two and a half years to finally get it through. Mm -hmm. So if he's just going to make an aho, that's another two years. It sounds like they haven't even started that. Because well, no, because he can produce it, but he can only produce it in small quantity. He wants to make the same quality, but a higher quantity. Right. And if he makes an ale like he did last time, that's two years after he distills it. Yeah, it's still, it's, There's not, nothing like it's, in, it's not like it's in the aging process now. But he could come it. out with Mexican Moonshine Blanco, which is straight from the right. distilled. Yeah. So... Maybe yeah, that's what he's looking. At. So because then that's another two year lead time. But he can also they can also put some away and age it. And tequila podcast here <laughs> <laughs> for those of us who drink rum. Yeah, but there's a Nejo rum too. By the way, thing. Joe, didn't you uh, unleash your mint keela? Oh yeah, the, the mint keela. Speaking of the tequila, official, uh, I got it. With uncorking me. of the mint keela. So uh, in time for the Derby. Yes. Derby? So back in January twenty sixth, you had alcohol yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Mint juleps and stuff, or tequila juleps. Somebody had to say it was, it was Cinco de uh -huh. And Coronas. I had a I mean, Corona, too. I, I tried to start putting a tally on what I drank. <laughs> oh, there <laughs> it is. Tried it, is that it? Yes. No, yeah. I haven't Let tried it. Try it. Okay. Oh, oh, In Kevin, fact, Kevin it's swamp water. Look at that. It's got all sorts of stuff. It's, it's got all these It's got a bunch of mint. Sprigs. Take a picture of it. Is there like a tadpole in Take a picture of it. Try it. That yeah. literally looks like swamp water. Oh, you want some? Just try it. Just a sip. Yeah. Just give me your honest opinion. Because we're just in the process of looking for distilleries. Well, screw you guys. If you guys are having some, let's, yeah. do, let's do a celebratory shot. Yeah. We should have done this earlier, but yeah. Now, January 26th of 2007, I put just a pint of silver tequila. So this is 100% agave. Uh, 1800 tequila. Put a, I can't tell you how many, but a, what did I? No, a bunch There's of mint sprigs and one, <laughs> just one lonely vanilla bean. Not crushed open or anything, not to get the flavor really out. Some mint sprigs, the vanilla bean, and well, I won't even tell you what it tastes like then. So this has vanilla in it too? This is the mint It's a vanilla bean, vanilla but I didn't know what, and everybody says, oh, you got to open the vanilla bean, and it's a nice, strong yes, vanilla so. flavor. But I, I didn't want the vanilla to overtake it, so I didn't open the bean. You know, it doesn't smell that bad, because mint, vanilla, and tequila just doesn't sound like it's going to be a nice blend. Well, here, uh, it does smell uh, decent. Uh, salute. Here's the life. Salute. salute. Here's the life. Good interview, guys. I don't know. So, huh. well. It, ta it tastes like a light tequila. But I don't, I don't necessarily I don't like recognize vanilla or mint. It just See, the has, vanilla hit me right away. The mint is like an after. No, I, I, I guess I'm dulled by I, the twisted. Exactly. This is what Mike and I when no, we no, first no. had it. You when you first drink, when you first sip it, you taste the mint instantly. Oh really? And then it's uh, not the way it hit me. I hit I'm vanilla. Not, I'm telling you. Yeah, I, I, I had vanilla, like a sweet tequila, yeah. and I like and, vanilla. And maybe so. it's changed since it's been open. You know, I know this. Uh, it could be. Well, it's not like. But uh, it's been sitting there soaking without the full bean in it for mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Maybe it's getting, maybe there's more mint towards the bottom or something. You're not like shaking it up or anything. So the vanilla hit me, but it seems it seems a little different now. And then the aftertaste is like like mint, like I had mouthwash. Like you just brush your teeth with vanilla yeah. mint mouth. But there's vanilla mint toothpaste. toothpaste. Definitely don't like tequila though. 
But I, that one time. Cleansing the palate? Exactly. But uh, I used this to make tequila juleps, basically, which I did see a recipe for, but then I used this tequila. And it was okay. Um, I Mint juleps are pretty good. Did anybody else kind. drink it? There's a, there's a thing there. The bourbon has so much taste. Joe goes and he uh, cut some straws down so everybody could have some straws. He didn't have enough straws, so he cut them. They made them all shorter than the cups. <laughs> yeah, I know. I meant, for some reason, I cut them in half. I meant to cut a little bit off the top of the straws so I wasn't going to use both sides. But I cut them right in half. I wasn't thinking. I was all out of it. I mean, I did so much when I left here after dropping you off. The fifth and final cut has more talk about tequila, plus our goodbyes and thank yous, the last part of which really should have been included in the official episode 37. That's my mistake. But at least you get to listen to it here for those of you who actually made it to the end. It was a good call when Mike asked him what's his favorite tequila. I was wanted to tell you to ask him that, then I forgot. Then I was going to tell you to record a bumper, and you came up with that. Yeah, the tequila. No, you I were talking about Mexican mucho. Abo, 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 Oh, there you go. Right. And you drew blank. He drew blank. And you said, oh, yeah, I had that yeah, all the time. I enjoy that. I interviewed Roger Klein. Of course. And I wanted to say, no, we just had the Anejo, Mike. Like, we were just talking to our podcast. We didn't try the Reposado. Did you hear Vince Neal has a tequila now? It's like everybody's jumping on the tequila Well, guess which tequila I'm buying next. Yeah. Cabalado Reposado. He won't even get home before you got a bottle of that in your car. Yeah, he may stop by. I gotta look, look at the budget because that's like 50 bucks right there. But he. It may be our usual tequila. See, he, but he did. I, I was convinced that he just didn't save for Sammy Agar. I mean, he's no, talked. No, he said, no, no. He, 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 had, he felt that. He says, look, I, I sat and many times and talked to Sammy Agar about tequila. He knows what he's doing. We've actually talked about tequila. In other words, they talked about tequila. We're talking tequila. to a guy that sits down and talks to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like we got it like second, just very close knowledge, right? It didn't go through no, that many. Wait. You talked to Roger Klein to get to San Diego? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't oh. know that. And you know what's real freaky is San Diego once met Kevin Bacon. So we're only <laughs> Gets us one step closer to talking to Lawrence Olivier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, we're on our way. Uh, okay, so uh, what else? I have to listen to the interview. It's all it's all kind of a blur. But actually, I thought we did. <laughs> but I did better than we thought. Tequila. I didn't think we'd crash and burn. I just thought we we did pretty good because I've listened to like that one guy that writes. I mean, I shouldn't. I've just heard other. Yeah, don't, don't say I should say negative about. I've heard other interviews, and guys, I think we hold our own to some. You guys did great. I was really afraid it would turn into a Chris Farley interview, but I thought it really went well. It could have. It, it came close I a couple times. I know, but, we, I know we joked about it, but seriously, but, I really. I almost, almost no, said. I almost said a couple times. That's awesome. I almost said. It. You I don't know how to respond. Did, I know. That's the, that's the, the problem. He answers a question. And that's what I found myself doing. You're still processing. I'm what he's still saying. literally processing what he what he's saying, and I'm hoping to God that I can catch up before that <laughs> uncomfortable pause. Yeah, then you start thinking, I'm trying to catch up what he said, and oh my God, I have to ask a question. Oh my God, yeah, phone's ringing. What am I doing? Thirty seconds of blank. Here. Yeah, I, it's, it is so much tougher than I thought it would. Like, here's what I would do for the next time that I interview somebody. You know, maybe Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Boy! Wow! What is new with Roger? 
Okay, he, he was wow. ready for Jason Boots. We got Roger. He got to go right to the big man. You know, Roger Klein would have laughed at that one. <laughs> but no, but seriously, you have to prepare yourself for a response. To John French. <laughs> a response to their John answer. French. It's like I was we were so I was so prepared with the questions, but I never thought for a moment which is why I'm not a professional, of uh, what I was going to say once they responded. Yeah, because you don't know how they're going to bring right. an idea, how they might not. Exactly and then that. there has to be an intelligent segue, of which you can see I had none, well, because we I missing, couldn't... But no, you did, but you did, but like, you know, you answered my next question, so now we're going to go on. That's what people do. You just have to be confident in saying it. Yeah. If he goes off ta- answering a question, how do you prepare to follow up? How do you prepare for that? I think mostly on. it's what we do. We just sit and talk about it, and talk about it, and talk about it. Everything's in our, everything's not too far in our in our memory that we could just pull maybe something out and just say, "Hey, uh, you know," and make a comment about it. I just ran out of words. <laughs> he hit his limit. Too yes. many in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Me tired now. You <laughs> <laughs> <Just> stop talk. <laughs> what a what a great thing though to be a part of. Yeah, that was that was really something. And but seriously, I hope it it's beneficial to our listeners who don't know Roger Klein and try out some of his music. Yeah, no, yeah. I should have mentioned Check you. My daughter record. loved that shirt. Roger, if you listen to this podcast, my you signed a shirt for my daughter, Viva Emily, and uh, she wore it to school that day. And my wife, you know, it wasn't a matching Jimboree outfit, so my wife tried to poo-poo it by saying, you know. Nobody's going to know Roger Klein, honey. I don't know if you want to wear that. My daughter said, they can read the shirt. I don't care. I like it. <laughs> Scott was never more proud of his daughter than he was then. <laughs> so thank you for the shirt, Roger. And actually, you're listening. Thanks, Roger, for the interview. Yeah, absolutely. That's life on the 